Welcome everyone to another episode of T4L TV. We are here at Coffs again and we are joined by the absolute, an awesome international superstar. And that awesome international superstar is Ben Forter. Ben, wow. we are so lucky to have you I've always here. wanted to be an international superstar. That's yes, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to add that to my job description. Thank you. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So you've got a really interesting history, Ben, a really interesting background. Yeah. Could you tell us a bit about it? What sparked your interest in education and, and what's your background? Um, yeah, uh, so um, I, I'm an educator. I've always been an educator mm -hmm. as long as I can remember. I uh, grew up in the UK and as a teenager, my very first age job while I was still in school uh, was uh, tutoring and substitute teaching on the side. So I've always been teaching. Seriously? Um, and that, that, that goes back hundreds of years, like a long, long, long time ago. Uh, parents are teachers, daughters are teachers, a whole family of educators. Wow. Um, but um, my, my career has taken some funny turns. You know, I, I, I love technology. I'm a, a geek at heart and always have been. Um, I was the one who took things apart and put them together and wondered where the extra screws would go and they didn't quite fit in, right? Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Yeah, you can identify. Absolutely. Identify with that. <laughs> so, um, and, um, so I, it took some interesting parts, but the, those two have really kind of been at an inter intersection for me. So I, I love um, doing and creating, um, and I, as much, love getting people excited about doing the same. And so I get to do both. And, um, you know, the, the, the uh, roles I've had over the years, whether it's my roles at Adobe or writing, whatever I do, have yeah. always been kind of that. It's been... Um, the things that I like doing, um, creating, coding, building, mm. making, uh, and at the same time getting people as excited as about possible as doing so. And so, I um, mean, I'm really fortunate, you know, my, through my writing, I've taught over a million people how to code, which is wow. mind-bogglingly cool. It is, it's, yeah. And actually, well, one of my last trips to Australia was either a year ago or two years ago, and we did one of the, the big day-ins. And so uh, there, there was there was um, a couple of booths there, and Adobe was there, and somebody wandered over from another booth and to, to say, to tell me that he had bought one of my books over a decade ago and that started him in his career and now he's standing in the book next to me and that, that's, that's incredible. Like that's, you a buzz. Oh, it's amazing to yeah. have that kind of impact to people. So um, so whether it's my writing or whether it's my job at Adobe, I, I marry those two and it's my job to um, to get people excited about creating and not just being consumers but creators and so um, my job at Adobe is a a wonderful one. I know you said you're the best job in the world, but sorry, I, I have the best job in the world. I think you might be right there. <laughs> so the, my, my job is, is kind of twofold. I'm, I'm one of Adobe's primary spokespeople to the education space. So I get to travel the world and talk to educators and tell our story and make sure they understand the role of creativity in the classroom. But perhaps more importantly is I get to take the voice of the educators back into the company. So I'm the one who says, we've got to make these changes to the products, we need these offerings or these professional right. development ideas yep. and, and be the voice of education back into Adobe. So it's wonderful and I spend most of my life with educators, with students, with education policymakers, and have a lot of fun doing that. That is absolutely amazing. I tell you, the passion is exuding from you. You are totally you know, infectious, this idea of being creative yeah. with students. And I'm excited. We want to talk about your, your latest book a little bit later on. Sure. But I'm, I'm really intrigued. The idea of the words coding and creativity. Do you think that they're oxymorons? I think a lot of people might think that. Coding and creativity are not oxymorons at all. In fact, coding, I would say coding is a subset of creativity. The, the reason students, so whether all students should be learning coding or not is a separate discussion. I have strong opinions about that one. But, but the, the reason they learn coding, the reason students need to be taught coding skills are less to be able to code something and more because it introduces them to creative problem solving and taking complex problems and breaking down to logical parts and logical components. At the end of the day, if you want to write code, you want to build an app, you are, that is an exercise in creativity. And to me, creativity could be coding, could be building, it could be writing a book. Uh, it could be you're teaching in a classroom and you've got a couple of kids who you can't get find ways to involve and engage. That's creative. And you come up with interesting ways to, to do things differently and get them engaged. Yeah. C creativity is simply 
finding unique solutions that are unique to yours to whatever the problem may be. And so in that respect, coding is simply a subset of creativity. That is so cool. So we oftentimes think about creativity and relate it directly to the arts. Yeah, I, I, I have a big problem with that. And, and actually, I think that holds back. You know, part of the reason the non-educators who are looking at standards and national assessments and so on kind of t take a look back from creativity is, does everybody need to paint pictures? First of all, probably yes. But, <laughs> that, but that aside, that's not what creativity is about. And you know, so Ken's definition of creativity about, you know, um, it, that it applies in every discipline and it's about having your unique voice is 100% correct. Um, whatever you're doing, you can be creative. And what that means is allowing you or your students, whoever it is, to find something that is uniquely theirs and put their personal stamp on it. And that applies to all disciplines. Absolutely. That is so true, isn't it? Yeah. And we shouldn't restrict students' creativity Absolutely. by trying to focus it on one area. Yeah. That is amazing. Now, I want to pick up on what you said about having a, a voice back into the company. Because I think you were really pivotal in, pivotal in the development of the new Adobe Spark tools, mm -hmm. weren't you, that are going into classrooms. Yeah. Did you want to tell us about your passion for those and how they've developed and what they can yeah, absolutely. do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, everyone knows Adobe. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? You, when, you, 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 um, when you hear the word Adobe, you automatically think of you know, Photoshop and Illustrator. Mm -hmm. And these are wonderful tools, right? There isn't a, a, a Hollywood blockbuster or TV show or movie or magazine or book or billboard that isn't somehow using those technologies. And, yeah. and we love the fact that students from a pretty young age are being exposed to these pro-grade tools that are going to be the same tools they use when they get a job in the future. That's critical. It's important. Mm -hmm. We've also learned along the way that they're not always the right tool for every situation. Right, there's a there's a learning curve, and you know if uh if, yes, and it, look if, if you're in a in a class where the result is to create your own, I was in a school in Sydney yesterday, and I was seeing work students did with animation, really wow. really amazing stuff. Yeah. But um, but I've also visited schools where fourth or fifth years need to create a video book report, and Premiere is going to be overkill for that. It's going to be yeah. you know you don't want a tool that's going to take longer to learn the tool than the actual assignment itself, and so. We've been trying to figure out what would creativity look like with a different workflow. We don't want to dumb it down, right? You don't want to ever um, make a tool that is simplified for students and talk down to them because students nowadays are very tech savvy. They know what they want. They're very capable. And I want to give them pro-level tools, but I want a different workflow. Let me give you a very... Think about this. Um, so I learned tools like Illustrator Photoshop a long time ago. You're way younger than me, you didn't learn that one. But you learned it a while ago too. If but, I learned them at all, right, but okay. yes, but, I'm but, terrible. But when you, when you learn those tools, here's, here's what you do. You, you open the tool and you start with a big blank screen. Yeah. And you see menus and toolbars and you go, uh -huh. oh crap. Right? And then you get a book. Once upon a time, books no more. Yeah, but you get a book. Yeah. Or, or you watch a video. Yeah. And you kind of know that you're going to invest a lot of time up front to learn this very important tool. Mm -hmm. And then you do your first piece of work and it looks kind of crappy. Mm -hmm. And then, then, you, then it gets a bit better and a bit better and a bit better. And gradually, you know what you're doing. Absolutely. And that's how we all learn tools. Yeah. That is not the way kids nowadays want to learn. True. Right? Well, you, you see the average kid go to the app store, find something, you download it, you try it. Within 15 seconds, they made up their mind, don't like it, delete, go to the next one. 15 seconds. Maybe 30 seconds. It's not long. Wow. I have kids, I've seen it. Right? Yeah. And, and whether it doesn't matter which vendor it's from, they'll try one. And it's all about the initial experience. There's, there's an instant gratification that has to be there. Um, and they don't mind learning, but they don't want to front load all that knowledge. They want to have an instant result and they learn as you go, progressively learn more things. And our tools often don't work that way, right? So if you are committed to a career path in, in a video production, you're going to put the effort in to learn Premiere and After Effects. Mm -hmm. But if I'm a year four creating a book report, Premiere is not the right tool. So that's, so, right. So that's kind of our, our thought process is what would it look like to have tools that turn that workflow on its head? And so from... The very first minute you start the tool and click, 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 it looks freaking gorgeous. Oh, to the point so that you're going to go, 
I want to create more. And then, and as you go, you learn more and get better and better and better. So you're not dumped it down. What you've changed is the workflow completely. And that's really the magic behind Spark. And so um, the reason students love it, besides that it's a fun tool and it's free, which obviously teaches us at schools all That's pretty good. Or, or free is great for, for education. Because so we all know how budgets work. But um, the real magic behind Spark and why kids love it so much is the first time they use it, they click plus, they add a few elements, and it looks spectacular. And I have teachers regularly tell me that students start an assignment and it's oh so big, and then they have such fun doing it, it gets bigger and bigger and they're searching more. Yeah. And when you can get a tool that is, doesn't just get out of the way, it's encouraging, mm -hmm. that's magic. And that's what Spark is, right? So we built Spark with that, with it, we're trying to rethink that thought process. And we started with the video tool, then we added the page tool, then the post tool, and we got a lot more ideas for it as well. But the magic behind all of it is, is if the results have to be gorgeous, it's got to be, there's no learning curve, frictionless to use, Absolutely. and it's got to be utterly encouraging. Um, because what I don't want is a tool that one teacher uses in the arts class on Tuesday till 4 p.m. I want it showing up everywhere. You know, your yeah. Language arts, math, science, whatever you're doing, Jeez. it's another way to create content, and that, that's the magic behind Spark. That is fantastic, because yeah. we often see, you know, assignments that, that are handed out often describe what students need to use. Oh, you need to create a PowerPoint. But really, in this day and age, it's about being able to express their ideas. Yeah. And it sounds like Spark is the tool that really gives students the opportunity to express their ideas in ways that they want to. Absolutely. And we, I'm constantly amazed by the examples teachers send me of ways we never envisioned Spark being used. Oh, really? Right. So, so there's, a, there's a school in the, in the US that I've been working with on for a few years now who've got this vast library of book reports created in Spark video by, by, by year four and year five students. And they're, they're wonderful. So this, this teacher figured out kids don't particularly like reading at the best of times. And if they do like reading, good luck getting them to write about what they read. Yeah. So, so he separated the two. You know, we have writing class, but you're reading all your book reports in our videos, Spark videos. And there's a very rigid format. So you've got to introduce a concept, the cast, the characters, use yeah. icons, not pictures, it's a little more abstract out. and so on. Yep. Um, and then he's got several years worth of these, hundreds of videos, wow. hundreds of books. Here's the magic. Yeah. They tweet them all. There's a hashtag for them. They tweet oh them God. all. So they all go public, all go live as an internet site. You can with search for them too, you can search I suppose. Them. They've had oh. authors of books tweet back to the kids in the classroom. Oh, wow. So it's real. It's, it's real. It's for a real right. audience. You, you want to get, get kids oh. excited about reading, the author of the book that they review is just popping back to them. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. That is amazing. Right? I promise you, that's not a use case we envision when we created the tool. Yeah. But you put a tool yeah. like Spark that gets out of the way and it lets you be uh, uh, expressively creative and put it in the hands of creative teachers and creative students and all students are creative, they just need to be given the chance to be so, yeah. magic. So this is really interesting. One of the things I think I've picked up on here is that a lot of times when we do use tools in the classroom, we have to show teachers how to use them first. Hmm. But with these tools, once you've downloaded them, they're fairly intuitive, so students will just know how to do it. Yes, yeah, so, so, I, so I have two responses to that. One is yes, we're trying to build tools that don't intimidate teachers, right? The other, other answer is, I, I want to build tools that the teachers can say, comf comfortable saying, you know what? You student, you learn it, figure it out. I've got to schools where the teacher says, I've never used this thing before, but I hear it's great, play with it. I've got to schools where, where they've told a six year, your assignment is tomorrow to teach the class how to use this tool. Wow. And you know, it's That's cool. it's wonderful. It's, yeah. it's empowering to the student, it, and the teacher needs to be able to step back and say, you take control. And some teachers are more comfortable than others, but I think they all need to become comfortable with it. Um, but um, yeah, this is, this is a tool designed uh, to not be intimidating to teachers and to be a whole lot of fun for students. Yeah.
Yeah. Oh, that is absolutely amazing. And I think if you haven't already jumped into Spark, it's one to look at. You know, if you even if you're playing with your own kids over the holidays yeah. and getting them to do something creative, yeah. it's not work. Right. It's actually fun. It is. So yeah. So, so yeah. So we should probably step back a little bit. So so Adobe Spark is a, a content creation tool, right? Yeah. Uh, for those that haven't used it, just go to spark.adobe.com and you can mm -hmm. try it out. Absolutely. Uh, totally free. Uh, you can sign in with a Adobe ID, a social login, Google, Facebook, whatever. Okay. Uh, there is an education version which gets deployed at the state or district or school level, and absolutely. that way and that uses the school credentials, makes it easier to deploy. Um, that version also miners can use, it has better safe search, so it's, right. it's more suited for, for, for a student environment. And um, actually, guys, we've got news about Spark coming really soon yes. in the New South Wales DOE, haven't we? So yes. it's something to keep your eye on. Absolutely, very exciting, tool. very exciting. Yeah. Um, and what Spark does is it creates three things, right? It creates uh, videos, as we talked about, like the book mm -hmm. report. It creates images, uh, posters, pictures, the kind of thing you might do in a Photoshop. Yeah. And it creates long-form stories, what we call pages, which are basically web pages, and they can contain text, yeah. images, uh, video, and more. Um, and all done in a web version, all done in a series of apps, either way, whatever so you want. So you just need your browser? Just need your browser. And, oh my and it's gosh. Runs in any browser, and it, it is optimized to run on Chromebooks as well, really beautifully. Woohoo. This is exciting, because yeah. as you're saying, there's still a real need for those high-end tools. Absolutely. And students can go and explore them if they want to, and sometimes they do in high school yeah. as part of their curriculum. But there is a, a great set of tools which have a low barrier to entry, mean students be creative, share their knowledge with real audiences. Yeah. It sounds absolutely fantastic. It, and, and here's interesting, you know, when we created Spark for the for the non-pros, mm -hmm. we hear from pros all the time, you know, professional photographers and videographers who use our pro tools, use Photoshop and use, you know, Premiere and After Effects, who yeah. love Spark. Because oh, if really? they want to create a quick idea, take the pictures, put ah. them into a quick album, get them out there yeah. quickly, there are times you are willing to sacrifice some all the flexibility and, and, and the extensibility for something quick, get it done, and it looks always, always good. Yeah. And so Spark's used across the board. Yeah, Spark is part of every Creative Cloud account as well, so even pros use it. My gosh, yeah, I think that's that's very true. We're seeing a change in the way content yes. is created too, aren't we? It's quick and dirty a lot of the times now, but it's also high-end. It's kind of like I mean, two extremes. Absolutely. I mean, look, look at stories, and, and they're prevalent so on, on various yeah. social media platforms. You know, The idea is you, you want to get it out quickly, and you, you're willing to sacrifice some quality. Spark doesn't want to sacrifice quality. What it wants to do is give you some guardrails so that you don't have all, to give you tools that are, that are openly extensible and flexible. It's a blessing and a curse, right? You can do anything you want. Yeah. It's really, really easy to get yourself stuck and create something that looks terrible. Yeah, you know, true. Spark kind of puts guardrails around you and it limits, limits a little bit of what you can do. Okay. But whatever you do is always going to look gorgeous. And the key is it looks really good really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it, perfect. Even preschoolers use Spark. I have, a I have a growing collection of videos created by preschoolers uh, and they are, they are wonderful. My gosh. Well, I mean, I think you've already given so many messages to people who are thinking, should I try Spark? Yeah. You know, shouldn't I try Spark? But if there are teachers out there that are going, oh, I don't know, what would you say to them? What's your, uh, what's your one? I, I would say just try it. I mean, seriously, just go to spark.adobe.com, yeah. uh, give it a try. And actually, another really important link, spark.adobe.com slash edu, right? Mm. Edu. The edu page has, wow. um, has lots of examples. Links to getting started resources, links to a completely downloadable professional development kit so you can host your own in-school PD. Um, yeah. Everything you need to get started, it's fantastic. all free. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So it gives them an extra layer of confidence Absolutely. if they need it. Yeah. That's really awesome. Definitely, we'll put a little link to that on the bottom, to yeah. Spark and to spark.adobe.com forward slash edu. Yes, correct. Okay, which is fantastic. And you do, if people want to go even further than that, you've worked on a book recently. I did. I did. So, so that was a lot of fun. So I, I've been writing for, I don't know, 20 years. So I've written, you know, 40 plus books. But my books have always been for developers. You know, so I've written books on, on, on coding, on SQL, on regular expressions. I've written books about college textbooks. I've been teaching. I've never actually done a book before 
specifically for teachers. This was an interesting experience. Yeah. So I partnered with uh, with Dr. Monica Burns, who's very well known in the education community. Oh my community. gosh, absolutely. Yeah. And so Monica and I had this idea of what, you know, the tool like Spark is really easy to learn, but sometimes teachers need ideas of how is it relevant to me? If I'm a yeah. fourth, fourth year math teacher, five, fifth year language arts teacher, sixth year, you know, where, where, do, I put where, where do I put it? Exactly. Yeah. So this absolutely. tool is less about teaching you how to use Spark, and more just giving you oh, kind of open ideas of practical oh. ways to get fit into the classroom. And so we walk through the entire school year from your introducing yourself to your students to your end of year reflections. It just gives you lots of 40 different suggestions of ways to use the tools and each one has the appropriate age, the uh, what the education outcomes are, some guidelines, and some tips about how you can adapt it as well. And it's a thin little book designed to be wow. very easy, light reading. And um, we're really excited. Teachers love it. And it's, uh, yeah. it's a, a fun way to get them just to think about different ways to use a tool in the classroom. That's really interesting because it is, you know, it, it, we were discussing how easy it is as a tool to use. Yeah. So you don't need to explain that. Right. You just need to give them some It's, the, rele it's the relevance. Yeah. It's, it's, how do I make it, it's how to make it relevant to me. Yeah. And that's what the book, book, book tries to solve. Oh. And so far, people are liking it. So it's only been out a few Fantastic. weeks. And so far, the, the responses are good. Now, I mean, teachers always like to get together and share and show what they're doing. Yep. So if they want to jump on, the, the Adobe Education Exchange is a great place to yes, go, it isn't it? it? To is. find out about Spark, but also the other tools? Yes, absolutely. So the Adobe yep. Education Exchange has, you know, half a million or so teachers worldwide around. It's huge, totally free. Um, and it's, a, it's an online community for educators to talk about um, everything from, from how they're using creativity to share their assets, to share full lesson plans, materials, and often post a question, you know, I'm teaching this, how would you do it as well? Yeah. So it's become this this very vibrant community. And, and we, there, there are some more formal uh, lessons and videos and webinars and trainings we run there as well. Oh, but a lot of it is just in, you know, the casual sharing of assets and contents and discussions as well. Yeah. That's a wonderful community. Um, just talking about everything, creativity in the classroom. I love it. All right, we'll put a link to that on the bottom as well. Yeah. So it's great to connect people up. And actually, I'll give you one more link then. Ooh. Within edX, so edX is, is Education Exchange, E-D-E-X, edX, right? So so edX.adobe.com, but within that, go to edX.adobe.com slash spark. Oh. And that is a, well, what we've done is, there's, there's so many Spark goodies buried all over Edex, it's hard yeah. to find them. So we've curated some of our what, favorite oh, ones and bubbled them up. And there's a little drop down, you know, what year you're teaching, what subject. Yeah. We highlight some that are really interesting, just to be inspiring examples. Oh and there are lots of really fun examples out there. This is fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if you are watching this and you're not inspired to open up Adobe Spark right now, then there is something wrong with you. This has been absolutely amazing, Ben. Have you had a great time up here in Coffs? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I showed up in Australia about 24 hours ago. Oh my um, gosh. Arrived right in the morning, uh, right away went to a school, had a school visit in Sydney. Wow. Uh, that was wonderful. Um, got to talk, to talk to teachers and, and, uh, and um, talk to yes. one of our education leaders down there. Right. Uh, then flew up here to Coffs last night. Um, yeah. Woke up way too early this morning and got to watch the sunrise over the beach and oh, oh, it was spectacular. Saw, so saw a kangaroo on the beach, which oh made my gosh. day. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yes. Um, then here all day, head back down to Sydney tomorrow. Got more school visits, wow. Melbourne next week, then back stateside. We are so lucky to have you here. Thank you for taking the time oh, out pleasure. to talk to teachers Absolutely. across New South Wales. And Ben was here at Interact Coffs Harbour. So if you missed out, you missed out, I can tell you. But hopefully we can draw you back next year for some I would, I would of our events. Back. I would love to be back. Yes. And thank you again for your time, for your inspiration you. globally that you provide. Um, truly, it's making a huge difference. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.